welcome back to Noah's Window. As we're wrapping up the week this week, we want to jump over to the book of Psalms in chapter 78. Um, and again, we're just uh, picking passages that we're reading in our one-year Bible and our devotions. So in Psalm 78, we're going to jump in in verse 4. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them. Even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. So today, let's talk about passing our faith on to the next generation. Well, for all of you who've been with us on Noah's Window, you know that this week, uh, Mary Alice and I have been focusing a lot on heart choices. And I don't know that we set out to do that no, before we, we started. It, it was just like everything that. we were looking at. We're like, wow, there it is again, there it is again. Um, and even though we're in the Psalms now, mm -hmm. um, and Psalms was written quite a few uh, Later, years, yes. it was written hundreds of years after uh, what we saw Moses doing to the children, teaching to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy, it's still the same thing. And, you know, you made a point when we were talking about Deuteronomy, about that young generation that heard those commands of Moses, how that they fulfilled God's will. That was the one generation that Israel yeah, really generation. served God. Mm -hmm. But one of the first things you said after we talked about that, you said, but they, they didn't teach their children. Teach their children. Yes. Because right after that great generation in Joshua, you have 400 of the most painful years in history mm -hmm. in the book of Judges because they failed to communicate to the next generation. And I, I thought it was interesting in the, in the verses that you read twice, there are the words next generation, next generation, mm -hmm. then each generation. Mm -hmm. But the focus is on the next generation because all it takes to lose multiple generations is just one generation, one generation not to pass it to the next generation one link in the chain yeah and it's broken mm. it's uh it's just really difficult to look at our world today and the kids that the kids of our generation even among christian families are just under such satanic onslaught mm. either through uh technology or you know, through just the systems that they in encounter. I mean, even in our nation this week, um, our government uh, released guidelines about um, operations that can be done on children that want to change their genders. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, this is just a darkness that I don't think uh, we could never have. I don't think we could have this. ever imagined this. Yeah. Um, I was just captivated about this one phrase where it says, so each generation should set its hope anew on God and not forgetting his glorious miracles. But the set their hope anew is as another uh, determination. You, you set something. It's, it's a willful thing that you do to set your hope anew on God. I will say this. I'm probably a typical dad. I've been through a lot of things in my life where I experienced God and I learned the hard, I learned some hard truths going through difficult times. I want to do everything I can to keep my kids from going through right. those, same, mm -hmm. those same experiences, but life's just not going to work that way. Every generation has to go through those difficult challenges to find that God is faithful. We can never find that God is faithful if we don't have trouble. That's true. You know, if, true. I mean, he is faithful if everything's going well. We just don't pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. But there's something about going through trouble, 
having a precarious scenario, a situation where something could really happen, then God comes along and rescues us. And out of that, we learn that God is faithful. But our kids are going to have to learn that for themselves. You know? and, and their challenges will be different from ours. And, and I think that's one of the challenges as parents and grandparents is, you know, we learned in our generation facing the particular challenges we were facing, and the next generation has a whole new set of challenges to face. And I think sometimes as parents and grandparents, we're processing where all where where all this is, and and um, I mean we know that God meets the needs in every generation. He yeah. he's he's timeless, so it's it doesn't take him by surprise. But sometimes a lot of these things take us by surprise, like what we're talking about. Um, we hadn't even thought about facing that challenge. It just never even yeah. entered our mind that we would be facing that. Yeah, and I just think it's not not that we want to make things difficult for our kids, but we want to let them experience the challenges of life and and to understand what happens when they do right what happens when they do wrong mm -hmm. and and to ex understand that even there is going to be some difficulty in life most of our audience is too young to know this but it's probably the most dysfunctional generation of kids in the history of the world was our generation, our generation. <laughs> yours and my generation we're part of what's called the baby boom mm -hmm. and the reason why that demographic term is used is you know our fathers went to world war ii they came back home and then they you know started families and then yeah. you know i i think i am born <laughs> in one, one of the median years of the baby boom in 1956 um, but our parents had been through the great depression mm -hmm. and then they'd also been through world war ii and they've been through so many different things i mean you and i we've heard stories from our parents about being hungry being hungry and yes. you know we don't even know about that today mm -hmm. i mean being hungry but we've heard stories about them. I mean, one of my favorite stories about your mom is when she was sent down to buy, she, with a dime, to, to buy bologna, <laughs> and she was craving mustard. And, she, and it's one of my favorite stories. She told me about how that, uh, as a little girl, she was praying and said, oh God, I, I'd love to have mustard with this bologna. And, you know, she opened her eyes and there was a, a coin on the ground where she could buy mustard. And she said, I knew there was a God who loved me. I love that story. Mm -hmm. But going back to that, you and I don't know about that because mm -hmm. we lived, we, we, we didn't have rich parents, we didn't even have middle class parents, but we were never hungry. Right. You know? yeah. So what happened, what went wrong in our generation, I think a lot of times was our parents said we had it hard, our kids are never going to have it hard like we had. Our kids are never going to, you know, mm -hmm. go through the hard times. Well, that unfortunately produced the generation, the free love, hippie generation of the 60s and, and, uh, you know, I think sometimes, not that we ever want to make things difficult for our kids, but we need to allow them to experience the challenges of life so that they will know God. And one, one of the other things I think is unique about this current generation that we didn't have in there in our youth was the technology. Yeah, oh. And, and so there are brand new challenges. And, and what I want to communicate to the next generation is God is still God. Mm-hmm. Even though we're facing challenges that we've never faced before, God is still God. Uh, we had a situation with one of our grown children just recently where there was a lot of difficulty. And uh, all I need to remind him was God does hear your prayer and God's always right on time. Yeah. And we've seen God work well, in that situation. Yeah. And so I think as we, you know, we're, we're at a different stage of life now, but we can still pass on that faith to the next generation that God is faithful and that, um, you know, <laughs> We don't want to refuse to give our hearts to God. We don't want to be rebellious. You know, rebellion has looked a little different in every generation, but still rebellion. Mm -hmm. And loving and obeying God has looked a little different in every generation, but it's still loving and obeying God. 
uh, I mean, you know, we face different challenges, but um, the, the core of it is always simple in that sense. You know, you and I grew up in the old days of church where sometimes there would be what we used to call testimony meetings, mm -hmm. and people would stand up and give a testimony for God. Well, that's great, but the most important place you can give a testimony is to your kids. Right. And share, right. Your, share your story of how that God took care of you and blessed mm -hmm. you and how that you were going through difficult times and God showed up and you want to rehearse these things over and over and over for you. And you know, you and I are benefactors of that. Oh yes, parents. we are. <laughs> because uh, you know, you from your parents, me from your parents and then from, from my mom and uh, just sharing those stories of faith have impacted our lives. Well, me from your mom. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. We, we were both blessed by both sets of parents walking with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think we've said this before on Noah's window, the, you know, all of our parents were precious to us, but it, your mom and my dad, and, mm -hmm. and it was amazing how that they had a great way of going over and over and over these stories that built our faith. And, and with my dad, watching his story built my faith because yeah. we prayed for him for over 20 years, and um, he just didn't have any interest in, in God being part of his life, at least not that we could see. And after 20 years of my life of praying for him, God just did a miracle and, oh, and really gosh. changed his life. And I, yeah, I never will it. forget. Uh, we were so young. We still lived on Hillside. And this was this, these were the days before CDs. We had these series I was preaching were in cassette form. You know, they mm -hmm. were cassette so albums. An, yeah, an album and I never will forget the day that your dad and mom drove up and your dad was still sitting in the Suburban. He didn't get out. Your mom got out and greeted us all. And your dad looked at me and said, get in the truck. <laughs> so we went down to McDonald's and he said, Mark, if what I hear you saying in these sermons is that if we come, God will come to God by faith. He'll forgive us of all our sins and we'll be forever his children. I said, yes, sir, that's correct. And that that uh, that little meeting at McDonald's yeah. is still one of the most precious memories that I yeah. have. Yeah. So we you and I have got to see God. We work. have. We, we have. have. And and the generation that came before us shared that faith. And so that's our challenge to could, share our faith. Could I just I know we've been on, on camera for a while for this one, but Mary Ellis, there's just a line in here yeah. that I find myself really puzzled by. Um, it says we will not hide these truths from our children. Ooh. Why would we do that? Well, we've heard people do that because we've met oh, Christian right. people that will say, I don't want to choose, I don't want to choose for my kids. No. I don't want to I don't want to make the choose. And and I just this is the word of God saying we will not hide these things wow, from our that's kids. That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. And again, that was just the culture info. It was just a lie of Satan. Yeah. It was. You know, just a lie of Satan. So um, yeah, and I've met a few of those young people, and God still pulled pull them back. But why would we hide the truth? That's yeah. a, that's very very sad. Well, I hope that today will be a day that we can all share with the next generation what God's done in our lives because it does have impact. And um, anything else you want to share before? We well, this is our Friday yeah, episode, right. and tomorrow weekend. we have our weekend service. It is Palm Sunday this weekend and, and oh I cannot wait to bring this message it's so exciting and remind them that it's going to be at 915 that's right yeah that's true <laughs> the 9 930 service is going to move back up to 915, 915. Okay. but Palm Sunday we've celebrated for years Jesus coming to town but this series is about the Easter prophecy so the title of the sermon is when Jesus comes to town because mm. we're not going to be talking just about when he came to town 2,000 years ago we're going to be talking about the next time he comes to town Ooh. and what things are going to be like. So I promise you that's a, that's the title of our, our message when Jesus comes to town. That's this weekend. I, I 
can't wait to bring this talk. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. Well, would you lead us in a word? I will. Father, thank you for all of us who are parents, grandparents, future parents, or even just those of us who have an influence on kids that are uh, just kids you place in our world. We pray, Lord, that we will not hide the stories of your goodness in our life and how you've worked. And we pray that for all of us who loved kids, whether grandkids or great-grandkids or our own children, Father, we want them to discover you fresh and anew in their own generation. Draw them to you, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we do hope to see you this weekend at New Spring. If you can't join us in person, hope that you'll join us online. And we'll look forward to seeing you here on Noah's Window next week. In the God meantime, bless. God bless. See you soon.